Welcome to the Digging Six Feet Under podcast, where every week we review each episode of HBO's original television series, Six Feet Under, with your hosts and licensed funeral directors, Victor Rubio and Natalie Willis. I'm Victor Rubio. I'm Natalie Willis. Wow. <laughs> now you're just trying to blow off the uh, the people's ears and speakers. Sorry. Uh, I'm Victor Rubio. That's Natalie Willis. We are here to discuss episode four of season five of Six Feet Under, titled Time Flies. Please don't ask me what I thought about this. Great. Last week you said that the FBI <laughs> investigated suicide. Here we go. Humiliation. Go. And it was not the FBI. It was... No, an FBI agent told me this. An FBI agent told you this? Yeah. So now you're just expanding the lie. Not expanding the lie, giving the truth. So 2018, you, speak the truth. So you and the FBI agent yes. are on Jupiter, and you guys are just talk- no, no, talking. No, no, let's make this lie bigger. Let's do this lie bigger. <laughs> and Obama comes in the room. Love Obama. And then he's like, hey, what do you guys think about suicide? And he's like, the FBI agent's like, well, actually. All right. Okay. Yep. Uh, I hear what you're saying. The truth. And maybe <laughs> I got it wrong. Maybe I meant to say CDC. A little confused that night. Fair Thank enough. Thank you for pointing it out. Do you know who Kevin Smith is? Yes. Who is he? He's the guy that did the movie Clerks. Right. Uh, most people know him as Silent Bob. And mm-hmm. he's done quite a few movies. He has a whole Chase universe. Chase and Amy. Chase and Amy. Um, what's the one? Was that Clerks, Clerks 2? He did do Clerks 2, right? <laughs> and uh, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. I'm probably yes. a dogma. So he had a uh, a rupture in his LED artery. You know what that is? The no. Widowmaker? The okay. artery they call the Widowmaker? Oh, I've heard the Widowmaker, yeah. So what ha- And he had like um, he had two comedy shows. Mm-hmm. And then he had to cancel the second one because he had to rush to the hospital. Does he still have that show on AMC? Yes, about- Comic okay. Book Men. Got it. Right? Uh, I used to love... I used to, used to be a huge Kevin Smith fan. Uh, what's the movie that takes place in Pittsburgh? Uh, Amy Pittsburgh. makes a porno. Uh, me, Zach and Miri make a yeah. porno. Mm-hmm. And he had done... He does like this... It's essentially like this like Q&A, but he just stands on stage and he just talks. And he's known for being rather large mm-hmm. i mean he's a fat guy but he like he doesn't like hide it mm-hmm. like he he one time he took southwest i'm not gonna say to court but he got into a really public feud with them because they charged him for two seats wow and that Never was that, that yeah there's like the whole big thing about it anyway so he had this this um this incident that happened he had a hundred percent blockage of his led artery which mm-hmm. is the widow maker um the, the reason why i'm bringing this up because he wrote an Instagram post of him in the hospital. He looked like a selfie in the hospital. He's like really funny, mm-hmm. but you kind of got to get his humor. Um, he wrote, he posted this Instagram, and you can go to Instagram and check it out. But I want to read it because actually it's really insightful. Um, I'll just read it. Is it going to be his Instagram post or is it my birthday post? <laughs> no, we're going to, okay. we're, saving, we're saving the best for last. Okay. okay? Here we uh, go. And if you want to go check out what Natalie's <laughs> talking about, you can go to at Nat Love Nat ah, at Nat Loves Duncan on Instagram, and you could go see that Instagram post for yourself. We are also on Instagram <laughs> at Digging Podcast. Uh, all right, so let me read this. If this is my Instagram post, I'm mm-hmm. not going to do anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Kevin Smith wrote 
The doctor who saved my life at the Glendale Hospital told me I had 100% blockage of my LAD artery, also known as the Widowmaker. If I hadn't canceled the second show to the hospital, the doc said I would have died tonight. For now, I'm still above ground. But this is what I learned about myself during the crisis. Death was always a thing I was most terrified of in life. When the time came, I never imagined I'd a blah, I'd never be able to die with dignity. I assumed I died screaming like my dad, who also lost his life to a massive heart attack. So far, that's like how most people think, right? Like just the sure. fear of yeah. death or not, right? Uh, Kevin Smith, his um, this is not his Instagram now. He's like the reason why he's kind of like really popular and like he's a real down to earth dude. He made clerks kind of like really low budget and you could tell yeah it's a great movie they they shot that movie at like uh during the night hours because that's when the convenience store was closed it's the mm-hmm. only time you know and he kind of like made it from indie film to like huge whatever mm-hmm. star um where am i at <laughs> god but even as they cut into my groin to slip a stent into the lethal Widowmaker, i was filled with a sense of calm I've had a great life, loved by parents who raised me to become the individual I am. I've had a weird, wonderful career in all sorts of media, amazing friends, the best wife in the world, and an incredible daughter who made me a dad. But as I stared into the infinite, I realized I was relatively content. Yes, I'd miss life as it moved on without me, and I was bummed we weren't going to make Jane Silent Bob reboot before I shuffled loose the mortal coil. But generally speaking, I was okay with the end, if this was going to be it. I've gotten to do so many cool things, and I've had so many adventures. How could I be shitty about finally paying the tab? This is all part of my mythology now, and I'm sure I'll be facing some lifestyle changes. Maybe it's time to go vegan. But the point of this post is to tell you that I faced my greatest fear tonight, and it wasn't as bad as I've always imagined it to be. I don't want my life to end, but if it ends, I can't complain. It was such a gift. That's like Beautiful. really it's for deep. Yeah. Beautiful. And I think celebrities, I hate this and we're not going to get into it. I think celebrities sometimes get the knack of like, hey, just act and shut up. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear about your politics. I don't want like, You know what I mean? Yeah. But this is someone talking about a total life experience. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, of course, you'd be OK dying happy. Like you've had the best life ever. You know what I mean? Um, but imagine being that content with death. Mm-hmm. Not, not not being like, wow, life is great now, right now. I'm healthy and whatever. This is the guy on the hospital bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, somewhat sort of ties into this episode, and I didn't mean it to, mm-hmm. but I, I when I read the post, I was like, wow, this is actually something I really want to read. Because I just thought, I, like, I hope I'm one day that content with being like, you know what? If I die today, fine, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um. And so there, I'm gonna couple that with. Are you? Gonna do- Go ahead. No, no, no. No, 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 no. I was just going to say, no regrets. <laughs> it's from that movie. That's what you introduced. Okay. <laughs> that you interrupted me for. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to make a point on the podcast at this point, because at this point, it is almost impossible to not spoil how it ends from here on out. One, you've had, at this point, you've now had 13 years to watch this show. Okay. And I highly doubt people are not watching the show. You know, watching the episode and then listen to our podcast. I think most people know, right? Um, so I think, and I think with this episode, everything happens at the party at the end. Definitely, we have to talk about the ending. You know what the ending is. Yes. Okay, so right now, huge spoiler alert. Turn off the podcast. Pause it. Turn it off. Join us back in eight weeks so you could recap everything. Um, but Nate dies. He does. Kidding, <laughs> I do. <laughs> and... This definitely starts to play into it. His 40th birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, even kind of the thing with Maggie as now you kind of see. Yes. Right. Um, I just think that party real and the bird 
mm-hmm. all really starts to tie into what eventually ends up happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll get there. <sighs> Anything else on the episode before we begin? No. Okay. Uh, so you didn't pick up on any themes? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. I, I, did I pick up on any themes? Um, it's a no. No. I will start by saying... So I've had a lot of people write in for this episode. Yeah. And it's going to hard... I could have probably taken off this episode and just reread other people's thoughts. Oh, that's cool. But I'm not going to do that. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Bye. Got to go. It's my Friday. But uh, Jeanette of the Humanology Podcast, um, she kind of wrote in what she thought this episode, whatever, whatnot. And I kind of have almost the opposite of what she thinks it is. But hear me out on this from Jeanette, what okay. you think. Um, the title of the episode is... Time flies. <laughs> they should have checked the TV. <laughs> and she thinks, you know, every the fact that every scene on in the episode focuses on time. We get a time capsule of the old woman's house mm-hmm. and a death capsule. Time flies when you're under 40, the conversation Nate has with Nathaniel. Mm-hmm. Uh, time flies that Billy stayed on his meds and was flourishing as a artist professional. Um, when the knitting, when Ruth is knitting yeah. with everyone, they say time's up. That's right. Um, time is precious to Ruth, utilizing her knitting supporting group. Mm-hmm. That's the time she values most. Um, time is up for Rico and Vanessa's separation. And time is up that Brenda has taken her internship and career choice seriously as... Uh, I misread that line. But she has something as time. Mm-hmm. And I think she would kind of... Um, I think I'm saying her own words for her, but but the bird. Now, let me ask you this. Yes. Do you think the bird symbolized anything? Well. Because there's quite a... Uh, and I'm sorry to cut you off. Let me say this. I, if you go look, try to look up what the meaning of a blue jay is. And mm-hmm. I'm not 100% sure that was a blue jay. It's all a positive. But there's, a, a, there's a, a bunch of different things about what exactly it means. Yeah. What did you think it meant? Well... There were two things that went through my head. One, I knew an old Italian superstition about birds. Like, mm-hmm. that's it's a bad deal. Mm-hmm. Um, the, an owl on your car when mm-hmm. you come out, or when you see an owl on your car, right. it means death. Birds are bad. Mm-hmm. But I, so I, that was the first thing that went through my head was impending death. Right. But then I Googled, what do blue jays mean, bluebirds right. mean? Because they always, you know, they're always used in such a positive manner. Like there's a blue jay on your shoulder. I don't or know why you're saying that. Or is it a bluebird? I don't know. And um, it's supposed to be positive. So then when I Googled it, it, it talks about, you know, happiness, love, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But that's not what's going to happen here. But he killed the bird. Right. Okay. So you kind of, if to just sum up what you said in like one word, you think the bird equals death. Okay. Because he killed it. It was equaling happiness and then it died. Okay. And we'll get there. And it's I a just, bad omen. Yep. Yep. Um, and obviously with this show, you know, the black crow in the, the beginning of the episode, mm-hmm. uh, the title sequence and if you remember the white bird that crashed into right. the wedding. That's right. So let's scale back and start with our death capsule. Um, I think this is rather, this is probably the, one of the simplest death capsules. And one of the most accurate. <laughs> but yes, I want to talk about that. Oh, let's talk about that. <laughs> um, I think the only simpler death capsule is when a, oh God, what I think it was season two, episode 10 with the monks 
and the guy just went out to take the trash and just killed over. Mm-hmm. But this one is, I mean, could I say it's a bunch of stills just showing like a life, uh, yeah. uh, uh, whatever, a life happening. Mm-hmm. And we start to hear the, the water boil and we see that Lila Simmons died on the toilet. Reading the seven effects, seven habits, yes. seven effective habits of a highly. What is that? What is that book? Oh, fuck, we're bad God, at this. I don't even know what it's. But it's the famous book. Uh, seven habits of, of highly, highly effective, effective people. people. That's it. Yes. Took a seven time prize. <laughs> um, have you ever done a removal like this? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh man, when uh, I yeah, hear that's yeah. how it's. That's the. Oh God. I I've, I I I want to say I've done minimum five of these. Where it's like, whereas you could always tell. It happens a lot. It happens a lot more than people think. Yeah. Uh, and you could always tell when something like that happened because it's like, okay, and where where is, <laughs> you know, usually a police on scene or something. And it's like, and where's the cease? And they don't, they're not like, oh, in the bedroom. They're like, we'll show you. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, how, how do you say that professionally? Well, they're I mean, on they, the, the police officers have always said uh, she's in, the deceased is in the bathroom. But then you're like, oh, man. Yeah. There we go. Uh I don't want to get too graphic, but no. Died in the act, literally. Yeah. You know that's actually a common thing when somebody's having a heart attack that they feel the need to make a bowel Ultimate movement, bit, yeah, and uh, and die like that. Yeah, that's it's a common thing. Elvis died like that, did he not? I think that's the myth. I don't Is know that if that's hundred percent true. It's worth googling, but um, I believe so. Um, whoa! I just lost my place in there. Um. Yeah, I've done it. When I saw her on the toilet, my first <laughs> my first thought was like, yep, it's happened before. Happens Very true. Quite a few times. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think it's somewhat ironic that the uh, we have someone died in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And then our episode opens with the pregnancy test. In the bathroom. Sort yeah. of a birth being oh, created in the bathroom. You're so oh, you're intuitive. so good at this. Um, <laughs> and here's we see that. Nate is staring into the mirror and it's his 40th birthday. He's looking at his wrinkles. I've, I could have swore we got an, another birthday episode for Nate. No, right? I can't remember off the top of my head. They always have birthday dinners. I think they have. Someone will let me know about that. Um, I think it's interesting in that we have a scene where Nate is staring into the mirror. Mm-hmm. We also have a scene where David is staring. Yeah. Yeah, staring into the mirror. Just kind of two fishers, whatnot. Yep. Um, so we learn... That it's his 40th birthday. Mm-hmm. Where are we going for your 40th birthday? Las Vegas. Okay. I get my own room. <laughs> I, you guys aren't sharing a room with me. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm staying. Why at... are you making it like I... Like, no, no, no. I'm not going unless we share a room. <laughs> no, you know how when people travel to try to cut expenses, they all like huddle up in a room? You guys are not staying in my room. I'm literally staying in my own room. Okay. At the Bellagio. Are you sure? I don't care where you stay. Uh huh. But I'm staying at the Bellagio. Okay. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to Vegas, and I'm going to go see Gordon Ramsay again. Okay. Mm-hmm. Go on. No, I have. You got more. Of, I'm just saying that that's. Uh huh. You know, and if you guys want to do something, let me know. If I'm interested, I'll be there. If not, no. Do we have Vegas to be a thousand there? Times. Do we huh? have to be there? Well, well, yeah. I'm going to be the big four zero. But we want to be in the same room. No, you're not in my room. Fine. <laughs> uh, Nate's reaction to Brenda being pregnant. This yeah. sort of oh, congratulations. This sort of sets the tone for the episode, uh-huh. um, and, and like kind of like what they're fighting, everything they start bickering about. Um, you, where, where do you side with on who here? 
no one. I can see why both sides did what they did. I think right. that Nate was in shock and like, you know, it, 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 they just lost a child. Right. And, uh, of course, Brenda's excited. I, I don't side with anybody on it. I see both of their re- reasons for the reaction. Yeah. I mean, he's, I mean, it's not like he said, oh, no. He said, congratulations. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Did it sound like, you know, your friend telling you I'm pregnant and your response is congratulations, uh-huh. but he didn't mean anything by it. Yeah. I, I just think it's weird. Um, it's weird to like, that's what we're going to fight about when we should be so happy right now. Like, yeah. Oh, Hey, why don't you be a little bit more excited? And instead of yeah. it, it comes like, you know, yeah. the last line of the episode, I think they say to each other, yeah. I, I think besides saying fuck off to yeah. Nate to Brenda is like, you know, maybe we should have never gotten married. Yeah. Like, whoa, whoa, like, whoa. Oh, you know what I mean? Guys, you yeah. thought we were pregnant <laughs> and now we hate each other. I don't know. Um, something I wanted to bring up here and I have this scene pause on purpose. Um, so I listened to the commentary. It was the two writers who had mm-hmm. done it. And, this for I don't know if you've noticed if you noticed this I kind of noticed it but when it was told to me it kind of brought it out that the 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 first half of the episode before we get to the birthday party which by the way I'm gonna set it up now so we can make it less awkward okay we're gonna break before okay the birthday party I'm against the break that's not what we're talking about <laughs> and on the commentary they were like they made this first half of the episode fast pace it's fast moving mm-hmm. and it's almost like a play because the reason why i have a pause right here we're paused at sort of the end of the opening scene with nate and brenda yeah because the first few scenes has someone walking out of scene and the next when they switch to like mm-hmm. now we're going to go to claire and billy so claire walks into the scene okay i'm gonna like unpause it and I, we will talk yeah. and yeah, watch yeah. um but they made it really fast paced just so like the ending has and we'll talk about the ending too but uh if you see here see kind of brenda Walks out and you have Nate picks up Maya. Your eyes are supposed to be on the screen. Mm-hmm. You kind of see like, you know what and I mean? It's just like there's a lot Claire. of like, yeah. you know, whatever going. Um, Nate, uh, Nate, Claire and Billy. Um, <laughs> his shirt. Why, yeah. why, why were you, you started shaking your head? Just because this is a disaster relationship right now. Yeah. It's a disaster. Uh, I mean, there's not, just because he has a mental illness doesn't mean you can't love him, but he is just, he's... I don't know how you could love that. I, I, it's hard. I mean, yeah, you know, like, but but when he's, uh, you know, you know what? I just wanted to ask something. Yeah, is the actor Jeremy Sisto is he good looking? In my opinion, yeah. No, I wouldn't date him. No, I'm not. I, no, no, no. I didn't ask you if you <laughs> okay. would date him. I, like Claire's good looking. I probably wouldn't date Claire. Claire's beautiful. Okay. Is he good looking as a man when he's dressed uh, up and he's not crazy? Don't don't look at him. Okay. Like I'm talking Jeremy Sisto. If he was, yeah. You know, I, like, is he good looking? I can't tell. Yeah. Maybe he's so crit. Okay. Yeah. I, I, it's not my type. Uh, what's kind of funny is, and it happened, I guess, in the blink of an eye. When I say a blink of an eye, I mean the episode, uh, over one episode, Billy and Claire are like the new George and Ruth. <laughs> like, oh my God, you know, you're so right. Right. Uh, uh, Colton had wrote that in. Um, like, yeah, right. it just happened like in a blink of an eye. All of a yep. sudden, like, you know, um, I love the line when he says, I can't wear this. My clothes are heavy. <laughs> yes. Did you get his ski Iraq shirt? No, I did not. Um, I, did, I didn't get it. So you got a picture where we are at the time. It's 2005. George okay. Bush is, you know. President. Uh, I want to repeat a line because I heard it was so funny. Okay. Chris Rock had a new special. Love Chris Rock. And he's like, you know, everyone hates Trump or whatever. The dislike towards Trump and everything. And he's like, you can hate Trump all you want. But you guys are forgetting how bad Bush was. <laughs> this is how bad Bush was. Uh-huh. You voted a black guy into the office. 
like like he was so like, funny bush was so I, i'm not saying he was and yeah, anything. Yeah. all i'm saying is just funny the way you look at it like bush was so bad you were like you know what black guy your turn <laughs> <laughs> like we can't get any worse than this like you know um and I think it's just funny, you know, mm-hmm. uh, of that. Uh, Hiski, so you got to take a picture of where we are. We're in 2005. Mm-hmm. and um, That's Hurricane Katrina. Right. Uh, Hurricane Katrina didn't happen yet. It hasn't happened yet? Okay. No, that happens later in the year. Okay. This is like July 2005, but they filmed yeah. this in January of 05. Okay. So it's right around that time. Okay. Um, but it's just supposed to be like one of those politically ironic shirts. Because mm-hmm. I started looking them up and it, it's supposed to be... Like I said, ironic. Like, this is not political, but it would be like if a shirt said, it's freezing in Florida. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The other ones that I had of somewhat of the same company, it was uh, uh, Enjoy North Korea mm-hmm. and Wild and Free in Pakistan. Yeah. Like, it's just complete, like, you know. I get it. I, um, obviously, Iraq has no snow. So you would go see. <laughs> I just, I, 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 I don't, I just don't. Right, care. right, right. Um, back to Billy freaking out about this shirt. That's really dumb of me. Billy, Billy's creeping into dangerous territory. And I think that we get the realization when they hug that Claire kind of like now she's finally realized she realized it. But even at the birthday party, yeah. she's like, please stay and whatever. Uh, and it's something I noticed when they went to go hug and it plays into the last scene in the episode. Billy's physically intimidating. Yes. He's, he's a big dude. He's a big dude. You yeah. know what I mean? And when you're yeah. that fucking crazy, mm-hmm. um, that shit's scary, <laughs> like, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, the scene when Claire is smoking in the hearse, listening to the voicemails. First mm-hmm. of all, that's 2005. Definitely. Voicemails. Who listens to voicemails? <laughs> you, know, you know what's so funny? We've gone so far from voicemails that now... You can just have it texted. Yeah, no, you. no. You can read it. Yeah, you read it. <laughs> I don't remember the last time I put a phone up to my ear, my cell phone well, up to the my only ear way sometimes, to listen to sometimes, sometimes they can't transcribe it. Ugh. But it's like we've we've gone to. so far to the point where now you can we're back to like just reading the vo- you know what I mean that's crazy. Let's just talk about this. I used to Who say voicemail calls people. Period. <laughs> Who calls people? When was the last time? Like if I call you, you're like, oh gosh, this must be like an yeah. emergency. You Facetime me this week. Yeah, I think I that's- needed to help with I needed help with something, but you knew it was serious. Can I say I- why you Facetime me? No, I can't. No, I just because we're twins now. Uh, we twinsies. <laughs> we're twins. We have now. the same car. We have a different. We have the same brand. We have the same brand, different models. Obviously, I have the less expensive one. That, that doesn't matter to anything. <laughs> you have the nice one. No. And <laughs> second of all, now you can tell them we both we canceled have, each other out with this. We, <laughs> <laughs> we have Apple watches. You have yes, the bigger. I have the better. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> we canceled each other out. And I had to FaceTime you so you could determine which one looks best on my wrist. You know what would be so great? What? I know Colton has an Apple Watch. Ooh, we're in a club. Well, what I'm saying is I think you can make groups <gasps> and you could have activities. That would be so fun. I'm doing two things here. I would love if any listeners want to start a little group yeah. challenge, whatever going, because yeah. I do it to you all day. All day long. I have more calories. I've moved more and all yes, that. Yes, yes. And second, I'm really, because I know Marissa listens to the episodes, Hi, I'm Marissa. pressuring her to get a watch. She doesn't have one? Right? What? I'm thinking of breaking up with her. <laughs> That's not even funny. That's not even funny. That's yes. like, Marissa, I don't, I don't even acknowledge that comment. She's shaking her head yes. No, I'm not. <laughs> She's holding up a sign. Don't you dare. Um, uh, Marissa, come on. Get in the club. You can't sit with us without an Apple Watch. To <laughs> uh, so bring it back to the show. Um, she, she's smoking in the hearse, uh-huh. right? Uh, and something, I think, again, with... Let me say this. 
I don't remember the last time I saw the hearse in an episode. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize she was still driving that. Well, that's first yeah. of all crazy. Yeah, no, that I, is the least efficient car yeah. you could pot. She, not you know, only that, but okay, girl, come on. Yeah, that, like that's what you're driving. Get a we Civic. We get it during high school. Get a Civic. Get it. <laughs> you know, get a Mazda. <laughs> um, but when you go to like look at like iconic imagery of the show, uh huh. The hearse is like up there. It is the most iconic. Like it's besides right besides the tree and the yeah, and the like bird, that's, and that's just it's crazy. The hearse and they and it really does play into a scene in the second to last episode. Um, but yeah, uh, just something uh, same thing. The way we saw George wearing on Ruth, mm-hmm. crazy. Um, we see obviously now Billy doing the same thing. Keith and David are at breakfast with Mary, and they are proposing to her to be the surrogate. Um, they, so we were talking a little bit of how she was, we got a little creeped out by her. Not creeped out, but it kind a of creepy just, vibe. Yeah, creepy there vibe. was something yeah. not normal. Let's it, just say it, that it wasn't normal, but you could pick up on it that she liked the attention of being right. pregnant. And okay, that's fine. On, on the commentary, they was like, we intentionally wrote it like that. Like mm-hmm. you couldn't pinpoint what it was, but there mm-hmm. was definitely and something you could even tell it here. Mm-hmm. Um, did you, there's a very quick line, but it's pretty ironic and funny and symbolizing all that did you pick up on it no why did it did someone just facebook message me who just facebook messaged me you're on facebook oh god it's okay i'm not on facebook i have facebook open um literally you're on facebook during the podcast <laughs> not facebook you're that cool did you pick up on what line it is no what is it uh so mary is is eating her eggs uh-huh. and they're obviously they're talking about donating mm-hmm. her eggs whatnot uh, the waitress comes over at the end of the scene and she mm-hmm. says, are you done with your eggs? And she kind of picks up. Uh, you didn't notice that? No, I didn't. It's pretty, it's a pretty funny line. If you notice yeah. it, like, you know, um, we get to see Roger has a wife mm-hmm. and <laughs> I guess we could talk a lot about these kids. I think they're cool. You think they're cool? I think they're super Wait, cool. Wait, so you're, but I, but I you're think, with Keith here. I think I, I'm, ju- I, I'm jumping to the party. I don't want to come fine. back. But I think, yeah, yes, I'm with Keith. But yes, I also think they should have a... I, I want them to be kids, too. How old do you want to say these kids are? pretty heavy stuff that they, that they know. I mean, the fact that they were like, oh, you guys have orgies. How do you know that? How do you know what the word orgy means? I didn't know what that meant until I was like 22. Yeah, and I don't think I don't think you should know what the word orgy means. I know. Means. You should... You, I know. But but what I like is that they're open to different lifestyles. No, but you could be but you could be open to different lifestyles and not talk mm-hmm. ask go around asking people, do you have sex with my dad? That, that was that was like you know what I mean. Yeah, you could, that was you could be open. That was and it's as open as the same way a man and woman could be together is the same way men and man could be together. Correct. I, I I agree with you on that. I'm with Keith. I like how open that they are. Like how non-judgmental they are. That they were lit. It was a little too mature of a conversation, too heavy of a conversation for small children. That right. you, you guys go enjoy life. Thanks for not being, you know, homophobic and and racist and all that stuff. But enjoy your life, man. We this is kind it. of. I like how open they are. Just yeah. don't, I think it, I think it's heavy conversation this is kind of why i say for people who are like oh man i wish to if, if you're someone who wants a family mm-hmm. and you want kids but you're also someone like oh man i wish i could hit the lottery and never have to work again yeah i think this is a perfect example of why you wouldn't because you just the reason why they're like that and mm-hmm. i'm not gonna judge that these kids are wrong or bad mm-hmm. i don't it's they're not bad no, no no i'm not they're not they're not and i don't know what the word is but I imagine when you have when you're this rich, where Roger just has Money. male slaves yeah. working for him, male yeah. models, right, just doing right. Keith, just run my errands for me. Yeah, 
you're you're going to lose touch with like reality. You know, and because the way he's talking about kid to have a therapist, cool. Um, you know, but he says the line, "I was so afraid of being gay that I became afraid of not being gay," and that's yeah. why I thought my father like. You should well, be worrying about can I beat Super Mario Brothers three today right. or not? I think I think you lose touch. I think like when you that's talking, not a grounded kid. No, I guess it's is what not. I'm saying. It, and it's not it's not the it's not the norm either. Yeah. But it's I I think it's great that he's open. I think it's it's different, and I I think that he's got too much heaviness on his shoulders for somebody's age. Here's what I say, and then I guess we could skip over it when we get to the party uh-huh. scene. So you'd want your kid to be a little bit in the middle, not yeah. so closed off that he doesn't even know what a gay person is, mm-hmm. and not to the point where he's asking people to orgies. You'd kind of want someone in the middle. What I what I would say is, if that if you 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 could mold that child to fifty percent, I'd bring it a little bit to like thirty five percent towards what David wants. Mm-hmm. Like even at halfway, I think that's too much. Mm-hmm. And I don't know exactly how old the kid is, but young, too young, yeah. too young, like you know, yeah. Um, Another Dexter cameo here. The daughter of Roger is Trinity's daughter. Not that you've watched Dexter, but I'm going to watch been Dexter. pointing that out on the way. Um, yeah, no, I, I have a 13-year-old niece, and if I had her ask me a question like that, I would lose my mind on her. Yeah. It's inappropriate. And, like, and, like, and the idea of, what's that? What's that? That's your ice maker. What? What? <laughs> um, and let me say this. Um, God, I lost my train of thought. Goddamn ice maker. The the idea that the kid was leaping around from being gay to not gay, um, God, I totally forgot. Oh, you know, how old are these kids at the time? I don't know if that kid's anywhere. Let's just say he's probably 11, 12, whatever. I wonder how you feel as a parent having your kids say those lines. <laughs> well, I think, I know they're actors, yeah. but they don't understand the same way a 20-year-old does. With 20-year-olds yeah. being a, a, a murderer in a movie, right. he understands when the cameras say cut, you know, yeah. but... This kid is, you know what I mean? I just yeah. wonder what that the, does. The conversation does happen afterwards of what what does the word orgy mean? Yeah. And I, I don't want to have that conversation <laughs> with my child. Can you go visit yeah. Pornhub when you're 22 and figure <laughs> it out like the rest of us did? And then we see that, you know, David kind of pushes the kids out and wants to get it on with the stylist. Did you pick up on that before it was going to happen? No, I didn't pick up on. That. I just thought that when he I saw was, it, like, I thought I just I felt like he was overwhelmed by the children. Yeah, and he just wanted him to go away. I but during the conversation, I could pick up that this was getting ready to happen. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh I was watching this episode with Marissa. She was kind of like, you know, it's kind of unfair the way, and this is not. Well, well I'll talk about it after. How gay men get treated so promiscuous? Mm-hmm. You know that at any given moment, David's just going to go ahead and yeah, you know. And then I started thinking, on this show in particular, while they do do that with Keith and David, because uh, it happened a few episodes ago too, no? Yeah, remember when David got the um, fellatio in the prep room? Oh yeah, no, I feel like it happened this season, but I can't remember. Anyways, um, we're also talking about this in an episode where if someone didn't say something at the exact moment, Nate and Maggie would have made exactly. out. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, so they're, they're showing both, both. It's both heterosexual and homosexual. And and it's, and now that both. I think about it's it, 50, 50. this is me. This is the sound of me realizing something. Mm-hmm. Both, all, all uh, David, mm-hmm. Nate, mm-hmm. and Claire mm-hmm. get a little promiscuous this episode. All the Fishers. Uh, Nate Claire almost actually has intercourse. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm just saying though, they all attempt. Yeah. One is successful. Although you could argue that David 
was successful. He just didn't go with, All, you know, yeah, they were yeah. madly making out. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> the quick thing I wanted to point out is, you know, if you're someone who you're the hairstylist, right? Who starts making out with David. Mm-hmm. You realize how much baggage David has? Like, <laughs> yeah, he's just like, oh, I'm sorry, we're going through the surrogate thing, and I was, you know, yeah. uh, I was uh, kidnapped a few months ago. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa! whoa like, I'm just gonna know. cut your hair, man. No, usually this is like, oh, I'm not happy at home, and yeah. that's it. My God, um, and this is where we kind of see the both brothers staring into mirrors. Uh, I'm gonna add Rico for the end because he kind of is totally away from everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brenda, you know keeping this keeping some of this capped until the birthday party brenda tells ellen wolf about her pregnancy and then tells her to not please not tell anyone mm-hmm. did you know about this or paper crane origami thing like a, thou, a thousand ten thousand whatever means happiness i didn't no, know about that I had yeah no idea. it's kind of crazy that's what they're doing during her internship mm-hmm. <laughs> i just can't imagine an internship where you know they have time for that um you know we see that ruth is at her knitting class and it's kind of the first time we see her and Maggie come to blow on blows on things mm-hmm. like the way the bomb shelter. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ruth is, you know, cause usually you see Ruth be, um, what's the word cordial. No, nice with Maggie, mm-hmm. but there she was kind of like putting her foot down mm-hmm. and something I wanted to bring up because I'm going back to the, thinking of the first time I watched the episode, like a few weeks. Well, the first time I rewatched the episode, were you, as surprised about the birthday party as I was. Like when Nate walks in and we're not talking about we're going to, you know, yeah. cut the break, but were you as surprised about the birthday party that I then that, that they I had was? It? Yes, I was surprised. I was like, "Whoa." Whoa, I was just as surprised yeah. as Nate was. And I knew the party was coming because <laughs> mm-hmm. the episode tied, you know, and like I remember this episode, mm-hmm. but when it happened, and I realized like there's this scene after the Nate and Maggie scene whatever as they're leaving, they both say, "Oh, happy birthday, happy birthday." Mm-hmm. And it was just real like, "Wait a second. Why are you so subtly telling a main character happy birthday? Mm-hmm. Um, and like listening on the commentary, like they purposely made it so like, you know, because you get no like, oh, you're going to be there for the birthday. You know, you don't get like behind the scenes, yeah. you know, from anyone like setting up, whatever. Um, yeah. I just thought that was kind of funny that. I was um, just as surprised as you were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, to sort of somewhat touch on the Nate storyline. um, we get the return of Nathaniel. Was he in this season? No, I can't he, the last cameo that we saw him was at the end, the of, end season of season four? four. Right? He wasn't in the opening with when he's getting married. Fuck, I can't remember. I don't remember. Huh. Um, it's nice to see Nathaniel. Yeah, and he says some. He has like a really poignant conversation with Nate. Um, you know, time flies when you're having fun, and it's like, nope, time flies when you're lying to yourself about everything. <laughs> um. Their, their conversation, besides saying it was beautiful, do you have anything on there? Uh, what did you have you cried at any of your birthdays yet? When I was, I want to say it was eight, nine, ten, or eleven, one of them. You know, when they start doing birthday punches? Uh, no. You've never gotten birthday punches? No. Like, how old are you? One, two, three, four. No. And if you try that. I'm going to tell you a story. And God, this is the first time talking about okay. it since it happened. It's like a tra- crazy. It's like a tragic memory. Where'd you grow up? <laughs> the Bronx. <laughs> the Bronx. Yeah. Um, um, when I was, it was one of those birthdays and they started giving me punches. And I remember I had it like at one of these like bowling alleys, whatever. After they cut the cake, these I had so I did Taekwondo when I was younger, and we had like my group was just a bunch of guys and girls, and mm-hmm. I had like really close friends as girls. 
um so he started doing birthday punches to me mm-hmm. on both my arms mm-hmm. and they were hitting me so hard but i didn't want to say anything but you ever see like a little kid like like just go from like smiling to just like start bawling yeah and it's like it's nothing happened it wasn't like something hit him and he started crying it went slowly uh-huh so the fact my arms hurt so bad i just started wailing sweet <laughs> they, victor how old were so you i'll tell you i was eight between oh, eight and twelve that's it was so sweet. one of those birthdays other than that i have never cried at a birthday okay i think birthdays are we've had this conversation birthdays are very you hate birthdays it's a total it is your birthday it's an empty you hate them it's an empty measurement mm-hmm. it's a false mm-hmm. measurement mm-hmm why i, I you I'm were about to tell some story about no, you crying not no. gonna tell any story i was just curious it's sometimes when you reach certain age milestones it's hard on you emotionally mentally that you're you're getting up there and i'm just curious if has it been it. for you for me yeah i was hysterical on my 30th birthday i just asked you two seconds ago have you ever cried at a birthday and you oh said well, no. i thought you were gonna ask me if i'd tell a story. no i was just oh. i was hysterical i had people from out of town too and i just laid in my room i was I married my husband I, was so mad at me i just don't get it I'm going to cry at 40, but in my own room. Yeah, in your own room that we won't be there. I don't know. I just, I don't get the whole idea of but birthdays. You know, like when he's staring in the mirror, you uh-huh. never, you don't do that at all. You don't just stare and see how old you're getting, the difference in yourself. Like you haven't, have you noticed that about you? Hold on. Let me say this. While I don't look in the mirror and do that, uh-huh. I do do things where, I, I think I said it last episode, yeah. where... Like technology. Well, no. And you know what it is? I have to stretch every morning. And when I don't, I'm fucked the entire day. Uh-huh. I'm tight the entire day. I have mm-hmm. to stretch a lot more now. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even that active mm-hmm. to where it's like, oh, we probably have tight muscle, whatever. And it's like, no, I just need to stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. That's how I notice I'm older. Yeah. I don't need to look in the mirror because, I mean, I could see it. Yeah. I look at pictures. Like, oh my God, I'm a baby. How old was I? 25? What? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, that's yeah. only X amount of years ago. Really quick, before we get to the break, I want to talk about uh, when they're doing, I was going to call it the intake. We never fucking call it the intake. The arrangements. You know we, who that is, don't you? I, I don't know her name, but I know where She's I know her from. Singer. The wedding singer, right? Lo- best movie ever. 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 That's ever, better than The Godfather 2. It's better than yeah. any, yeah, 2001 yeah. Space Love Odyssey. Can't get enough of the it. The movie with Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. The best One movie of the ever. Best. I, it's a great movie. Let me tell you something. I can watch it every day. I went to theaters because I came out in 1998 uh-huh. and I saw that movie probably close to 10 times in the theater which means I had to go and buy a ticket because uh-huh. I was in love with Drew Barrymore <laughs> most people were oh my god that movie I was like oh my god and I think that that why that movie is like 40% why I like the 80s because just how 80s it's that movie was great movie but uh to this actress and god I I, I wrote her name down somewhere she no, she passed Aww. But the reason why she took this role, and I thought mm-hmm. it was really sweet. This mm-hmm. was on the commentary. Mm-hmm. Her husband had just died a few months oh, prior. No. And she thought her taking this role, small yeah. role, yeah. but she would be able to like channel that grief uh-huh. she had like for her husband at the moment. That's with so Just talking about like life and experiencing yeah. it, whatever. And that's why she took it. It's kind of cool, her. right? I love her. There's some other fact, and I don't know where I put this. Um, don't forget your meatballs. <laughs> Remember that line? I'll pay you. I'll, I'll pay, pay you. Wait, I'll pay you. Two, Two meatballs. meatballs. <laughs> Break. <laughs> Is it really? <laughs> I was walking through a courtyard without shoes and without regard. Automatic catacombs. Take me where I wanna go. And now, some questions from our sponsors. Have you had sex with our dad? You are kind of his type. You guys have orgies. Okay, that's enough. No more talking until we get to the salon. 
They have orgies. Japan and altruistic cat I spot into the mystic systems down for infiltration open mind free of frustration I was driving to a safe place We are back with part two of the podcast I'm Natalie Willis <laughs> <laughs> Natalie yes how was your break I went to the ladies room it was fabulous <laughs> so Nate has a surprise party thrown for him mm-hmm. question mm-hmm. have you ever had a surprise party thrown for you um no i had a surprise party thrown for me mm-hmm. when i graduated mortuary school mm-hmm. i was living in pittsburgh at the time and we were moving back and i remember my 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 father and my uncle were like moving us back in the car and they were talking to my aunt on the phone and going back and forth and they were saying stuff in spanish but really weird mm-hmm. like Conjure, well, I'm not going to get into it, but just, they were like mixing up words on purpose. So we got, I remember we got to my house and here's the thing, like, cause you're like, how could everyone ever get, actually be surprised? You'll see cars, mm-hmm. but you also have to imagine you're not supposed to be expecting it. Mm-hmm. Um, so can you remind me about Whole Foods as soon as I'm done with this story? Got it. Um, so I remember we got to my house and my dad was like, oh, can you go grab the keys? Hurry up, hurry up. Because we had to like go. I'm like, sure, sure. So I like ran into the house mm-hmm. and I opened and I have like, the, I still have these pictures on Facebook. I opened the door and everyone just yelled surprise. It's the first time if, if I, I hope I never get to experience what a heart attack is like, <laughs> but the idea of my heart, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's like, you know, like your worst fear is like you open the shower curtain and someone's actually there. Mm-hmm. It felt like that, like just w- running into somewhere, just like trying to hurry up. And mm-hmm. I walked in there and it was like, surprise. I was like, oh, fuck. Like, you know, <laughs> I was so like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. And it takes you like, a, you know, a few moments uh-huh. to be like, wait, what? You know? Yeah. Um, so on that idea, um, there was a quick scene where to get Nate to stall a little, mm-hmm. Brenda asked Nate to go to Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. Do you know who else used to ask Nate to go to Whole Foods? Uh, Lisa. Right. Oh, I just want to say real too, because yeah. ju- it just came to me. This is what old age does to you. I did have a surprise dinner thrown for me for my <laughs> 38th birthday. Britzy, Gabby, Francesca put a, a beautiful dinner oh, together. Oh, that's right. I, can't I know. That just I, 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 it just happened. It's, right. This is what happens old age. And when I walked in, I had no idea that they did this. I thought we were just hanging out. Yeah. I cried. It was beautiful. Yeah. Thanks, guys. It was beautiful. All right. <laughs> I, old age. I'm forgetting things now. Um, this party and this, I mean, every time Six Feet Under does a, um, um, a, a dinner or whatever it's always you have to think about how crazy this is you have to get all the actors in mm-hmm. one place mm-hmm. uh really quick on the commentary how they actually like wrote this out and filmed it mm-hmm. they made it a game board uh like a uh, um, a board game rather mm-hmm. and they made the house brenda's house into like the board game mm-hmm. and each character they made like game pieces mm-hmm. so like with two people would interact here then they'd move whatever like you know because you think about it, it's really hard there's really a lot to go into writing an episode huh well i mean there's a lot to go into just writing think it about that but you gotta think about now you have all how many scenes are how many characters are in that there's about 15 people and it you know it dwindles down uh-huh. but you, you got a picture you have all these people on set and it's like all right now you two have the you know the, mm-hmm. the the minute and a half scene about Lance Armstrong mm-hmm. and whatever like you mm-hmm. know it just takes all this work just hearing about it and how they actually like filmed it whatever because it's like one of the most moving it and is whatever you know I, you just don't even think about all this work behind the scenes yeah, yeah. it's incredible uh, I guess we could try and tackle this scene by scene uh, we meet Todd who brings up uh, something significant from his episode 
I don't know if you remember this episode, but he was in the one, uh, season three, episode seven, Making Love Work. And that's where they went camping. Mm-hmm. And if you do remember, I do remember it, it. they showed up uh, to Lisa's memorial. Mm-hmm. They were like the couple. It was really quick, but mm-hmm. some continuity with yeah. them. Um, what was funny in that episode, and Nate is kind of back at the same place, him and his wife, like everything was fine. They were like mm-hmm. being risque and having mm-hmm. sex and mm-hmm. like love, like, you know, and him and Lisa were just like trying to figure out how to, right. you know, be pregnant, whatever. Um, kind of funny to see like now he's like divorced and now he's like yeah. out loving like you know whatever um, and there's another thing that happens really important that episode um, so he's talking about him being married uh, living life and because his wife went and had sex with someone who Lance Armstrong one yeah. one ball yeah one um, Billy it's just fucking weird. Just it just talks about graphic how graphic story. Yeah, it, yeah. It, I cringe hearing yeah. it. Um, they sing Nate happy birthday. And I think in one of the, like, you know, saying that this was going to be the episode where we're kind of start talking about what happens to Nate. I think what really starts to give it away is, do you remember Ruth's speech? And she tells Claire to shut up. Well, tells Claire to shut it's up. It's not about her. Right. And you, those two are just like, uh-huh. you know, they're they could, they could drop at the time. Yes, you know, yes. they could really fight. Um, but she says the line, these past five years have been a gift with you. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and I think it's just. It's setting it up. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, because uh, where we're at in the timeline, Nate only has like a few months. Yeah. He doesn't die in the finale. He dies like three Before. episodes prior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is like, you know, he only has six episodes left you know so sad yeah um and after after they sing happy birthday we get the reveal well we knew it and we knew that like uh uh nate knows that ellen wolf knows that brenda's pregnant and then here he's just kind of like so can i tell so i'm gonna back up one second after they sing happy birthday and billy starts yelling speech it's just <laughs> fucking weird, it's weird. Yeah. but i just love nate he's just like no <laughs> <laughs> um um. Now Nate revealing Brenda's pregnant at the mm-hmm. party or whatever. What it like? Brenda got fucking pissed at that. Yes, and that really set her over the edge. Yes. Are we still at the? I don't blame either. Or like I get both's point. Where are you at with that? Same thing. Get both's point. I mean, listen. I I don't know what it's like to carry a child and lose a child or be pregnant. Or I don't know anything about the scenario. I just know based upon um, you know friends and family that have gone through it. There's a I think there's a certain amount of time of pregnancy before you that you are pregnant before you announce it. I think it's like some the the first because trimester, of, because right? of the the risk that can be involved yeah. and the trauma that comes with losing and so forth and everybody knows yeah um but also i can see why nate was he's excited about it well I think and he's also trying to to make a bigger deal about it for to appease her yeah brenda I, mean, I think too i think i think what let him gave him the green light was that this woman he just met knew mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait, I never even met you, but you know my wife right. is pregnant. Like, right. of course my family gets to know now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Um, there's something that right before, when they say, um, right before Nate, they say make a wish. Mm-hmm. If you notice, Maggie. It takes a little bit of time to. Well, first of all, yeah. Maggie walks by with Maya. I so just sort of, again, that. there's like, if, if you know what the end game, if the, what happens in the end, there's so many like what yeah. they really set up here. Um huh. But you know, we'll we'll talk about that. And both Jeanette and Colton had passed that, um, pointed that out to me. 
And here is where we get the omen of the Blue Jay flying into the home. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was, I was talking. So you were with it that it's happiness up until it's not. I think it is happiness because mm-hmm. I think it keeps interrupting, mm-hmm. breaking into the room. It flies into Claire and Billy mm-hmm. and then leaves. I think I'm with you up until the point where he says he kills it and it's mm-hmm. death. Mm-hmm. I think that's Nate killing his happiness. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in terms of a color palette, because this happens with the white bird, happens with the blue bird, and in a few episodes, it'll happen with the crow. Okay. Where a bird interrupts. Yeah. Um, I read somewhere online, and not like in ni- um, a 1999 AOL chat room where <laughs> no one knew. By the way, we are now on week five of that. <laughs> That the bird is supposed to be Lisa. <laughs> oh. But I think I read this when people didn't know how the series ended whatnot. Same chat but room as American Yeah, it's the same chat yeah. room and... Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're the worst friend sometimes. You really are. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that I think it is the bird is happiness and, you know, just the way he flies in and out with everything um, in the way he just kills it at the end, you know? Yeah. Um, Nate, Claire and Billy have, I mean, how many more times are we going to say, oh man, Billy's really crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, whatever. Um, and I didn't realize this till my second watch in that when he actually leaves, that kind of gives Claire the like, you know what? Fuck this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to. I'm going to move on. <laughs> yeah. She did. Like tonight. Yep. <laughs> like, you know. She did. That, that, no, don't waste time, girl. That relationship expired yeah. quickly. You know. And and we see like where 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 Billy and Claire are, are fighting, and they sort of have their one off, and Billy walks away. That's where Nate walks in. Mm-hmm. I think it's somewhat funny how they're fighting at the bathroom, mm-hmm. and it just—I mean, if you look at this like it's a play, mm-hmm. and like they change the scene, like the way they kind of like move stuff. You see in the bathroom, like first the guy Todd comes in, yeah, you know, so stinks gross. it up, leaves. George walks in and they're ta- like, you know, what I mean, they're it's still like they're fighting. It's uh-huh. somewhat like a dark comedy because uh-huh. they're fighting and, you know, people are just walking in and out. Yeah. Uh, how no one heard them because I think Nate yells at Brenda, doesn't mm-hmm. tell her, yells mm-hmm. at her, shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. You're at your birthday party. <laughs> like, you uh, know, yeah. that's just it's crazy. And, and I don't know, it's sad or whatever. But, um, you know, it also got me thinking. I know like they're all adults, but if I'm Nate. I don't like Claire date Billy. I know we're like, you know, five episodes too late on that, but... Yeah, I throw a fit about it. I, like, I'm surprised Brenda's allowing it as well, too. She's not only allowing it, she's sticking up for Billy. Yeah. And I guess it's more like, you know... It's family, blood sticker mm-hmm. in water. Um, Their fight, I, I guess, to somewhat relate it to George, uh, Ruth, you know, Ruth, like the past few episodes when, when she slapped Claire and she's yelling at everyone else, it's really about her frustration with George. I, I I guess what I want to come to is why they're not really fighting about the news about the baby. Mm-hmm. It just happened somewhere really. Because if you remember like, what are we, two episodes ago, mm-hmm. Nate is at the bar with, um, yeah, I'm going to call him Dan guy. the Dentist yeah. from Dexter. And he's like, I'm going to go home because I love my life. Yeah. And here he's like screaming he at Brenda. Life. And uh-huh. now that she's pregnant and everything. Yep. I don't know. It just took a weird turn that something... Something, something happened. Something writing-wise was left out, I feel like. Well, yeah, exactly. Like, why is he so unhappy now? And why is she so mad at him? Right. I, you know happened? what? I could blame her on being pregnant. Yeah. Like, you know, and just all the hormones and everything. Yeah, like, fine. Yeah. You get that pass. Uh-huh. Um, I don't really understand where Nate's thing 
where was it coming from? Yeah. Maybe it's the age thing. Maybe I mean, it could be the bad, age thing. He's having a bad day because he's I 40. Guess, I guess what I want to say is that. And it's like an undertone, but it's for some reason it wasn't brought up. Maybe yeah. that's what this is about. Yeah. Uh, and, and just how quickly she goes from, I'm going to throw you a surprise party to maybe we should have not gotten married. Uh, like there's like months of trying to work it out before. Yeah. And again, this is a really storied relationship between the two of them, right? Um, I don't know. It just seems like we went from zero to hundred, you know, really quick. Um, I think a scene where you think some crazy shit's going to happen, but doesn't when we get Billy and George on the porch. Actually, I like that. Scene, it was a huh? really nice scene. It was scene. actually a really yeah. nice scene. Um, Supporting each other. And I'm shocked it took that long to get them to in a scene. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they're the two yeah, they alpha be crazies or whatever. To each other. Uh, I thought it was really cute too when George put the beer, hid the beer in his yeah. jacket, the Budweiser. <laughs> Isn't that really <laughs> dangerous though? If you're taking all that medication to be drinking. I, that's what I've been told you're my entire life. To. It depends right. on what type of medication. But yeah, you're that's true. With alcohol. And, you know, it just made me realize like, you know, no one can relate to these two yeah. more than... Those two. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I actually like that scene. It was a good scene. Yeah. That, that was a good scene like there of like how Nathaniel is when he's talking to Nate. It's just, it's a it's a hearty scene. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think he says the line, you feel a little prick in your hand. Was that during when they're talking? Uh, yeah. You're just saying yes. Yeah, I'm just saying I could yes. have said anything. Yeah, you could have said <laughs> anything. Um, when, and obviously like we said, when Billy leaves the scene, we kind of plays into what happens the two of them you know what's crazy about this when nate walks into the surprise party we have the episode on and we're watching it no one turns their head for that long when they walk in their house well maybe he's, he's got things on his mind okay okay <laughs> <laughs> uh the scene where maggie and nate are sharing tequila um Oof. i was no, i was no no i was always against the notion that nate's Nate kind of when I started a podcast, I always got the the criticism that Nate is like, oh man, Nate is so selfish. Nate is such a horn dog. Nate is whatever. Um, and I was kind of like, nah, not really. He's just kind of whatever. This scene made me like, because I mean, as quick as Brenda is to be like, hey, maybe we should have not get married. Yeah. Yo, I mean, let's say the fight was forty five minutes ago, yeah. and you're in the bedroom with somebody <laughs> like, else, right? And it's one thing to be like, huh, you know. And then to like sort of detect there's feelings there or there's something. Mm-hmm. Yo, if, if, if someone didn't say scream Nate, mm-hmm. they were going to start kissing. I know. That's crazy. That's insane. And, and, I, and it, with his pregnant wife under the same yeah. roof. Yeah. And you know what's crazy though? Are you in agreement that Nate went in, but so did Maggie? No, they, no they, Maggie was already in there. Are you talking about when they the lean in for the kiss? Yeah. And they both leaned in. That's what I mean. It wasn't time. like Nate going yeah. in and Maggie being like, what are you doing? Yeah. They were both going yeah. in for it. And that's kind of crazy. But there's a psychology behind that. Go on. I, and I don't know what it is. I would love for somebody to answer that. There's something about how quickly you push aside the reality of being in a relationship to, to just take these chances. There's got to be there's got to be something tied into it. I'd love to hear what that's about. Because that happens a lot. It happens a lot in this, in this series. It's, yeah. It's... You know, you that there's a consequence of you know cheating and being unfaithful to your partner. That it's a risk that many a times they're willing to take. Yeah, and take it. But what is that? Like, how do you? Like, I think I again not a number one relationship person. I I'm not right. Uh, but I can tell you when I was married, I absolutely 100 never ever you know cheated on my husband. There were people that hit on me, and the first thing that went through my head was, I'm a married woman, and I'm not interested. Right. What's the psychology behind if I would have been like, well... And my marriage was not great, 
but I still didn't do that. I think, I think there's, and this is, I'm speaking as someone who wasn't married uh-huh. and is, you know, I've never been engaged or whatever, but I think one, I can imagine when you are married at that point and that age, mm-hmm. I imagine there's something to the idea of, I just want to see if I still got it. Am I still, cause like your husband and wife and you could love each other and everything, but you know, your wife telling you or your husband telling you every day, you're good looking. Yeah. There's, I mean, it's undeniable, right? There's something different about uh, uh, another person telling you that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I also think there's, and again, I'm speaking so out of my element. Yeah. I also think there's something to the idea of, and I, I, I sort of thought where you were going with it is the same reason why we eat McDonald's knowing it's bad for you. Mm-hmm. We drink too much knowing it's bad for you. Mm-hmm. We smoke knowing it's bad for you. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't exercise as much. All this stuff... Knowing it's bad for you, it's just like that sort of. I know there's something there. I know it's called something. There's some theory of yeah, person where I, that's what I want to know. The what idea it is. to like destroy yeah. yourself, and yes. it's it's whether it's stronger in some people or whatever. But I'm saying, like you know, if I told you, you know, if, if people, if I showed you cigarettes, mm-hmm. and I was like, this will kill you. Mm-hmm. Most of the, you know, uh, the idea of us surviving as a this is fucking deep. The idea of us surviving as a species, mm-hmm. you would be like, I am not going to smoke that. Mm-hmm. Yet, look how many people smoke. Yeah, no, no, I <laughs> and agree drink. With you. you know, I what I'm saying that, I think there's something but there. I, that's what I want to know. Because yeah. I, I again, I just I don't I I don't comprehend it. Yeah. Because I I well, yeah. I would never I I yeah. hated my husband. Yeah. I would never ever ever right. think twice no, about committing. You know, like, yeah. cheating. Yeah. And why does why does Nate consistently? do this why yeah. why does why did brenda do that what is that what is that psychological theory? i could also imagine too it and maybe to more closer but gra- that would be jeanette would be able to tell us right uh you know what jeanette tell us <laughs> yeah, yeah what is it yeah i bet she knows something a little bit more grounded to the show and kind of maybe what starts it with nate in this mm-hmm. episode is the idea of life is short mm-hmm. and you know like nathaniel tells nate there's everyone else in the world and there's you mm-hmm you know, you have to imagine if if you really are selfish and you are married and, you know, why why am I not going to go hook up with Maggie because yeah, life yeah. is short and so what if I leave behind my wife, whatever. I mean, that's getting really past it's, it with it's, everything. It's just, it's just weird. Let me say something too. And this could get on a whole nother topic and we're somewhat running out of time so we can't. Okay. Um, Nate says, tells Maggie, I feel really lonely. And I like step back and maybe one day when I'm married and have a kid and everything, maybe I'll understand closer. I can understand what he means, just the feeling of emptiness. Mm -hmm. Like you just kind of so bit. But you got a picture. He has a three, Mm four-year-old, a wife, a now pregnant wife, and And a business. And and siblings. Yeah. And a mother. And he feels alone and empty. (laughs) Like what? I imagine he doesn't have time to feel alone and empty yeah. but I, I i also get the idea of like being so surrounded that mm-hmm. you're just like god where's where where am i you know whatever um but you ain't gonna find out in maggie <laughs> like no, you know you're, you're not gonna more, find out anywhere you're just gonna cause more problems for yourself it's uh, it, and more pain i i don't understand it uh, well i will say what maggie says is kind of really beautiful like the idea of like you think if like happiness is like a vending machine you put mm-hmm. in virtue and you're going to get back mm-hmm. celebration and happiness like yeah. that's not how life works you know yeah and you know <laughs> nate's i don't know we could start really talking about nate psyche um as we get closer to the end um nate here kills the burden i thought it was really weird the way nate was screaming at everyone 
Because he says fuck off to David and Brenda yeah, and everything. He's really. Like, oh, peace. Yeah, like, and yo. give me back my gift. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go ahead and take that back. I'm going to take a second piece of the cake. And I'm going to take three pieces of the cake. The way. So I was saying in an episode where Todd shows up that Nate. Um, that's the episode where they go camping and Nate kills a snake. And if you want to, what a phallic symbol a snake is, at the time, their sex life was like really on the rocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, while the bird, I don't think, equals sex. In that episode, he killed the snake. Mm-hmm. In this episode, he killed the bird. So I think there's a lot of parallels or whatever, if you want to call it that. Okay. What? Okay. Oh, I thought you said are you okay. Um, and after he kills the bird, that sort of ends the party. And we cut to Claire, who we find out slept with Todd. Um, I have to say, <laughs> hooking up with your best friend's sister is one thing. Mm-hmm. She has to be at least 20 years younger. Yeah. That's got to go against some bro code or something. Yeah. <laughs> what? I like older men. Uh, they're, you're actually much older than me. No, 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 no. I just, no, I, no, no, it's no, okay no. if older hold men on, are attracted to younger Hold on, hold on, hold on. To legal younger women. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. What I'm saying is. Claire's 25. Let's say this guy's 40. 15 year difference. Uh-huh. He knew her. There's a bro code anyways that you're not supposed to do that. Right. Yeah. I think there's a, there's like a, a special asterisk. There's one A <laughs> when it's your younger sister. There's a footnote. I think I think if they're they're the same age, uh-huh. it's and that age, you're we're all adults. We're all, we're all whatever. Yeah. Claire's 20, you know. Yeah. Claire Claire was buying cameras for the fuck of it. How old episode. is Billy? How old is Billy? Uh-huh. That's a great question. Because I don't fucking know. <laughs> he's got to be in his 30s, late 30s, right? Brenda's got to be almost 40 as well, right? Yeah, well, Nate just turned 40. Yeah, so maybe Brenda's 39, 40 herself. Right. So maybe Billy's like 38. Just throwing yeah. it out. Yeah. Um, I just, I, yeah, I. but at least they expanded their circle a little bit. Yes, they kind of, right? they slept with someone that's to somebody else. not a recurring character. There you go. <laughs> There you go. But still, Tinder's working. But hold on, still, they're still sleeping within the circle. I know. They <laughs> just expanded it. I have to admit, Claire does start dating someone completely out of the circle, and he'll he'll show up in a few episodes. Thank but God. I don't think it's the only time in this series that yes. that happens. Uh, sort of a cliffhanger for next episode. We find out that Keith and David are back on the adoption route. Um, mm-hmm. It's sort of ironic that. Roger becomes the saving grace for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, any symbolism? Did you get anything when Claire is sitting there just enjoying eating the cake? I, I'm hopping back a little bit. Oh, but yeah. It's that old saying, have your cake you and can eat, eat it too. too. Mm-hmm. Is that being with Billy and sleeping with Todd? Like, I don't get, like, I'm, I'm with you. Maybe. They, they showed up a close up on it. And I, yeah. I feel like it's supposed to mean something, but um, yeah. Eating your feelings away. <laughs> um, and I guess I, I'll just real quick on the end scene with Claire and Billy. Kind of like I was saying in the beginning, Billy's intimidating physically. Yeah. Not even, you know. Yeah. Um, that end scene was disturbing. I It was gross. Knowing, I you know, again, to the show's credit, I know how the show ends. And there's times when I watch that scene, I'm like, He's gonna kill her. Like you know, I thought he was, it, it, it was and I know he did. You know, sure. yeah. Um, and even what he was saying—that's someone who's so crazy. Yeah, he's sick. I'm gonna tell a really, really quick story, and we are definitely running out of time here. Um, uh, uh, a few years ago, Miami Dolphins football team. There was a bullying situation, and the guy who was being bullied, like, kind of went a little off the hinge. Got a bunch of players like out of the league and whatever, and then kind of to find out after. 
I call him soft in terms of football. Mm-hmm. Football, there's a lot of macho. There's a lot of calling each other names. That's the football locker room mentality, whatever. Um, God, I could wish I could fucking remember where I'm going with this. Okay, so just a week ago, listen to how crazy this is. Mm-hmm. So since then, those players have come back in the league and been like successful. Okay. And it was just kind of shown like this guy's a little soft for what the NFL requires. Yeah. And he's been kind of, you know, he had he had problems, mental problems, whatnot. Last week, he posted on Instagram a picture of a gun with oh shotgun God. shells and says, oh. when, you're, when you're bullied and you have no other forms of oh. retaliation. Oh, what happened? No, but they, they, they arrested him and he got detained and everything. And one of my first things was, think about how messed up that guy is, that in this climate, like I can't even say the word that rhymes with fun. I feel like this a yeah. podcast will get shut yeah. down and like rightfully so. Yeah. And today, today you cannot take any chances. Correct. Right. Like every threat is serious. Dude, but the the first thing I thought was that guy is so not well in his mind mm-hmm. that he posted that on Instagram mm-hmm. and didn't even think twice. Like, of course you're gonna get. You know, it's not like I did it. Where who is this guy and whatever, and we have to like find his address. Mm-hmm. That's a known football player. I think it's the same way. The um, what I'm trying to relate it to is Billy. What he's saying to Claire is really gross. Yeah, but he's not right in the head. No. So not. to him is like, oh, okay. Now, 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 do it with me. It's like, well, Claire just uh, slept with someone to get away from you and yeah. end things with you, and like, that's how crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, something we're gonna talk about Rico really quick, real fast. Uh, but the way the episode ends, actually, you know what? We'll get back to that. Let's talk about Rico really fast. Um, he's totally away from the storyline. Uh, I think it's the first time we get an apology when him and Vanessa are fighting and he's just kind of like, Oh, what does he say? Like, Oh, I know every time something wrong goes with the kids, I know it's my fault because I went out and fucked someone. Yeah. Uh, I thought it's really cognizant of Mm -hmm. him. I'm going too fast because I know. Go ahead. Say something about Rico. No, I was going to say anything. I'm listening to you. (laughs) Um, you know, we get sort of the Fritos callback. Um, <laughs> did you remember when they're eating dinner and they're like, oh, dad, you want some Fritos? And he remembers getting Fritos. As he's leaving that night, Vanessa invites him to the bone zone. Oh God, you were going to, you just had to say that word. That's the only reason why I wanted to talk about okay. the storyline. Let's <laughs> hear about end. your bone zone. <laughs> no, you don't want to hear about my bone <laughs> zone. About the Gross. Bone. Gross. Ew. Uh, what? <laughs> I got to go. <laughs> no, just what I was saying is that um, um, kind of funny in this episode where everyone's sort of messed up and there's a lot going on, like Rico and Vanessa sort of gelled together. Yeah. Uh, must be really weird to hear from your wife because they're still married. <laughs> that the kids can sleep through it? Like, no, no, don't worry. They sleep through it now. Yeah. <laughs> like, he stopped for like, a second. Well, why wouldn't you? Because the first <laughs> thing, I'd be like, well, how do you? Oh, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was really funny. Um. And he gets kind of kicked out in the morning and, you know, it's kind of short this episode, but we'll, we'll get to that. Last thing I want to say on on the end of the episode, we see that uh, um, Nate goes throughout the garbage in the morning and sees the dead bluebird, yeah. says, I'm sorry. Yeah. And it's the first, uh, and Jillian Neff had brought this up in season three, final season finale episode 12 or 13, that this show is unique in that it always fades to white. Even in between scenes and at the end of the episode, mm-hmm. it always fades Straight, to white. Yeah. This episode, it fades to black, which is another. <sighs> I, didn't that. I think that's another like because uh-huh. there's Nate, Dead uh-huh. Bird, Happiness, uh-huh. Killed. It's coming. It is definitely coming. It's a coming. Any other thoughts on this episode before we end? 
No. That, that's. Yeah, I, I thought you were going to say something else. I'm talking to you. No. <laughs> Nothing. It's a common. Uh, I believe next week we are doing episode five, Eat a Peach. Okay. Eat a Peach. Eat a Peach. Okay. Follow us on Instagram. We are at Digging Podcast. Natalie is at... Nat Loves Duncan. D-U-N-K-I-N. And we will be back to talk to you next week. Thank you for listening, everyone. Are you saying goodnight? I don't know. <laughs> what time? Fascinated by the face of time. What time? I got it to give and now I'm going to make some time. Thank you for listening to the Digging Six Feet Under podcast. Listen to this and all episodes at diggingpodcast.com. Join us on the next episode as we review each episode of HBO's original television series, Six Feet Under. Please search and subscribe to us on iTunes under Digging Six Feet Under. Oh, no, no.